Second Kings. What a wonderful, wonderful uh, job from the men there. Amen. Let's put our hands together. Thank God for these men. Thank you. And the young man, Jerry. Amen. Amen. His father, brother George, is traveling. Let's keep him in our prayers and in our thoughts as he he's going out to the West Coast traveling for his job. And we just thank God for him and for everyone that is here today. Um, I, um, as we move in the word uh, this morning, um, it is my prayer that everyone that is here would be blessed. I am going to speak to the mothers. Uh, and not only that, I'm going to speak directly to the women that are here uh, today. And men, if you are on your game, you're going to pick up something as well. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There's no doubt about it. You're going to pick up something uh, as well. When you get to Second Kings, uh, turn to chapter 4 and uh, just get to chapter 4 and then we'll pick up somewhere there. And I want to share a few things before we get into this word. Um, that the Lord will bring forward today, just some things that have been in my heart and have come across my heart. And um, on last week, um, the men got together and we went over uh, and I talked to them about uh, the condition. There was a report that recently came out called the Race for Results. And for some men, I sent this to you. And I pray if you have not had time to read it, that you would read it. And also, I'm going to put a link up to this uh, in this particular message, in the notes of this message. It's called The Race for Results. It was a report that came out in April by an uh, organization um, called Annie E. Foundation, and it spoke about all children. Um, uh, then it broke it down from uh, white, black, Asian, uh, uh, Latino, Indian, uh, and then the uh, Asian Pacific. Uh, all of those broke it down and and. It was just amazing, and the whole uh, gist to this report was the importance that the demographics of the United States are changing uh, rapidly, and um, if we don't do something particularly for the children of color, that we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. When I say the children of color, I'm not only talking about the blacks, but I'm talking about Latinos, uh, uh, American Indians, uh, because uh, this thing is continuing to uh, transition and it's continuing to uh, become more and more diverse, the world that we live in, and particularly the nation that we live in. I want to say, give a few statistics, and then uh, we're going to get into the word. But this is all a backdrop of what I'm going to talk about today, because uh, I believe more than ever, the time that we live in is the woman's hour. Somebody say the woman's hour. It's your hour. It's your time for you to uh, arise up and, and do and be everything that God had called you to be. One statistic that really uh, stands out to me is that 72% of uh, the household in African-American households are led by a single parent. And the majority of those single parents are single women. 72%. That's not God's plan. 72% of African-American households are a single-parent households. So that means they've been raised by one parent. And the majority of them are uh, the women, women that are there. Can we testify to that? We, can, do we, we understand that. I mean, we can see that 
uh, uh, just where we're living at and around and look around in our own families. Now, this report um, had a specific uh, piece about young black boys or boys of color. And it said this. It says that the odds are stacked against children of color, particularly boys, being successful and contributing citizens as adults because they are consistently and systematically marginalized by public agencies that touch their lives. Examples given is child welfare, the juvenile justice system, education and health. And it says it is clear with the absentee of most fathers that mothers will continue to play a significant role in the success of their children. I believe it's going to take God-fearing men and women to raise up children that honor and serve God, love and respect their fellow man, and contribute to the society in which they live in. And so I'm going to put, again, this link, and I want you to look into this uh, uh, and read this report because there's so much more than what I've said here. Uh, it's almost like black for the young black boys and black men, I'm telling you, we are in a crisis mode. What I'm saying unto the church is more about than you raising your kids and getting your kids through the system. We're at a point now where it's, go, it's truly we got to live. It takes a village. Amen. I mean, you got to take care of yours and put your hands on somebody else's right now. That's how bad it is for us uh, as a people. And, and, and we know systematically, uh, and this thing starts with kids when they're very young. This is why you need to read this thing. This is about children. Uh, 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 if they're not reading at the age, at the grade of, of uh, at four years old, reading great at the age of four, we're in trouble. Amen. And what I'm saying to you, I know when I read, it did something to me on the inside of me to say, what is my responsibility uh, 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 to uh, contribute to the, to the young boys, the young men, uh, the young women, amen. And I think it believe it's, it goes beyond what I do standing up here in this pulpit preaching to you. And and so I'm asking God, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? I'm not putting this on anybody else, but Lord, what do you want me to do? Amen. I thank God that we're raising ours up. And I was speaking to the men on, um, particularly we had two men that were there 20 and 23 years old uh, with their ages. And they, they're married and have children. And I told them, I said, look, you, 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 look, you, you guys are you're working against the odds right now. And thank God that you love Jesus. And number two, you're married. Amen. You got a family. Amen. I said, brother, I said, y'all doing it right, man. You're going in the right direction. Amen. And they were a little frustrated about where they were at. But, man, I said, boy, I wish I was 23 again and 20. I said, man, y'all brothers are ahead of the curve. Amen. Hallelujah. They're ahead of the curve. And, uh, but, but I want us to understand the urgency that we all have when it comes to children of color. I'm telling you, there, there are some issues. So much so, so, much so these uh, organizations that produce this report, they are getting uh, philanthropists or organizations together. And this is what they're saying. They want to they bring this, see, it, 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 they want to bring money together and to get this stuff in the, in the hands of the right people to right a wrong. That's what they want to do. And then they also brought some, uh, 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 they also spoke into the report about what uh, uh, President Obama uh, is doing with the, uh, uh, the whole initiative that came out some time ago, Am I My Brother's Keeper, My Brother's Keeper. That was all around young boys of color, and it was driven by this report and other things that are going on out there. Amen. 
So I want us to understand, amen, if you're a young man, a young woman, an older man, or older woman in here, uh, all of us uh, have some responsibility, I'm telling you, in this hour and the time that we live in, amen, to influence young people and to make sure that young people are on the right path, amen, and that they have access to, to all the right things. Now, I want to say this, as we honor mothers today, uh, 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 I, I want to speak from the subject of uh, a great woman, <laughs> a great woman. See, because in order to be a great mother, you got to be a great woman. Now, let's look here at 2 Kings chapter 4. Look at verse 8, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. And it says, and it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem, where was a great woman. This is the King James, a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Again, I want to speak from the subject of a great woman. Somebody say a great woman. I'm telling you, women, this is your hour that we live in. That look, look, the black men, we locked up, standing on the corner. We're doing all the wrong things. It is your hour. You hear what I'm telling? To stand up, amen, and to do what God has called you to do, amen. And it's going to take some great women, amen. Somebody say a great woman. Now, for the men that are married here, if you don't think your wife is great, you need to change your confession. Amen. You need to start declaring it and decreeing it because I want to say this. Behind every great man is a great woman. If you are anything, you need to, if you are anything, if you value yourself as being anything, don't you think it's just because of all of your doing. It's because who God has given unto you. Amen. So go on if you're married, look at your wife and say, you're a great woman. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah. Your day, your day going to go much better today. Amen. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good today and tonight. Amen. <laughs> if you don't mess it up between now and then, <laughs> it don't take much to mess it up. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to uh, say that um, I want to declare this to a, a great woman because there are women here that are not yet mothers. And I want you to know what it means to be a great woman. Because to be a great woman, amen, you, you will become a great mother. And not just a great uh, mother, amen, a great wife, a great employee, a great employer, amen, a great, great grandmother, amen, when you fall into that status. It takes a great woman. And we're going to look at a woman today uh, 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 in here that the Bible talks about. It doesn't give a name to her. She's a Shudamite woman. But the Bible says that she is a great woman. And we see Elijah, the man of God, he's, he's coming by. He's, he's on the move, amen. And we know that Elijah, uh, Elijah was a protege of Elijah. And we know that when Elijah went to be with the Lord, amen, when, the, when the, uh, uh, the chariot came, the chariot of fire with the horses of fire on it came and took him up, amen. The Bible says that, that he, Elijah, Asked him, he said, uh, 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 will you give him to me, amen, a double portion, amen, of your anointing. He said, now, if you see this, when I'm taken up, amen, and he was there, he took him up, they came and took Elijah up, and the Bible says um, uh, uh, that the mountain fell upon him. 
and he picked it up. He took that mantle and he hit the river Jordan. The Bible says that the, the, the waters opened up and he walked back to the other side and the company of the prophets was waiting on him and they submitted themselves unto him. And so we see he now had had the double anointing, had the double portion, the anointing of God, the anointing that was upon Elijah was now upon him. And now he was moving and doing the things that God had called him to do, speaking into the lives of kings, even as Elijah was. And so we see him that uh, he had a ministry where he was on the move constantly. And he come past this woman house. The Bible says she was a great woman. Now, when I looked, uh, uh, looked this up, it not only described her as a, a great woman, but it began to also talk about her. This word great uh, took on some other uh, connotations there. In the NIV, it called, uh, uh, it was says well to do. Or uh, the New King James Version says she was notable. The New American Standard says she was prominent. The uh, uh, Revised Standard Version says she was wealthy. Says, so this great woman dealt with a woman that was well-to-do, notable, prominent, and wealthy. And what I'm saying to every woman that is here, God wants you to be a great woman. What you saying, Pastor? God wants you to be prominent. He wants you to be wealthy. Amen. He wants you uh, to be notable. He wants you to be well-to-do. This is the type of God that we serve, and he wants you to be a great woman because there's a great work. Amen. Uh, uh, somebody put a great woman, not a great woman up there on the thing. A great woman, amen. We're talking about a great woman, which are women, but I'm speaking to a great woman, amen. And I declare right now, every wonder, woman up under the sound of my voice, you are a great woman, amen. See, 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 well, I've learned that I can declare a thing that has already been decreed, amen. God wants you to be a great woman. And I declare today that you are a great woman. I speak it into your life. We're going to look here at some attributes in this woman's life because she truly was uh, not just a great woman, but she was a woman that feared God. And we're going to look at some things in her life here. Now, uh, as I said earlier, women, it is, is your hour. Now, I was, as I was thinking about this, um, uh, I thought about over in the book of Acts. I think, Elder, you were over there in the book of Acts this morning. You referenced it this morning. But over the book of Acts, that when the men were going about... It said uh, Paul and Silas, when they were going and they were moving different places on the missionary journeys, one of the places they went to was Berea. And the Bible says that Berea was, uh, that in that place, the people were more notable. Amen. Because they searched the scriptures. Amen. Yeah, there was something about that. They asked questions about the scriptures because they wanted the true meaning of that. But also, it also referenced over in there that says that there were some women that when they preached the gospel over there, the people in Berea that were more notable because they searched the scriptures diligently there. But they also received what was said because of their diligence. But the Bible says also there were some honorable women. You hear what I'm saying? Honorable women that were there and they also received. Amen. And what I'm saying to you, honorable women are women, uh, honorable women are great women that, that receive the things of God. And I want you to know right at the outset here, this great woman, what makes this woman great is because she honors God. Amen. She reveals God. We need to know that that's the foundation of every great woman. A true great woman of God is a woman that feels God. When you say fear, I'm talking about have a respect and a reverence for God. What you talking about, Pastor? I'm not talking about being afraid of him. Amen. But fear does, it, it, fear is healthy. 
Chelsea many times. I've learned it's good to be fearful about something like being fearful for the police. Then you won't break the law. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's also good to be fearful, uh, 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 to have a little bit of fear in our, in our inventory. But it's a healthy fear. It's a fear that keeps us at a place where we revere God and not only God, but the things of God. And this woman was a woman that feared God and not only God, but that, that reverenced God, but also reverenced the things of God, the people of God. And you're going to see this as we look uh, here today at a great woman here. I'm talking about a great woman. And it says in verse 8 again, and it fell on a day that Elijah passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. The first thing I want us to see that a great woman is a woman that can persuade. <laughs> Somebody say persuade. See, I want you to understand that a great woman has the ability to uh, persuade or influence others here. See, she convinced Elijah uh, to stop and eat at her home. Amen. She was a great woman. And I believe because she was a great woman that, that the man of God, he just didn't stop by anybody's house. Amen. This woman constrained him or influenced him. Uh, 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 or she had the ability to persuade him. Now, there's something about a woman's persuasion, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let me talk to some of these married men here. Amen. And some of you single men in here, you know, look, a woman can persuade you. Amen. In many different ways. Amen. Uh, yeah, I, I ain't going to mess with it. All right. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. See, us men, we're visual. Amen. And, and, and our wives, they could dress in a certain way, you know, in the bedroom. And boy, we persuaded. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going a little too deep for folks here today. Let me back up out of here. Amen. And get back on this plane here. But I'm saying that they are very persuasive and not just with their bodies, but with their brains, with their intellect. Women are very persuasive. The, uh, the, you know, the Bible says that we are the head, amen, but we can't forget that the women are the neck. <laughs> they twirl that head, amen, It's connected to the neck. And so women, you are great influencers. And I want you to see here, one of the attributes of a great woman is uh, uh, to have persuasion here. Now, I want you to understand, and women, you know this, that you can use your persuasion for good or for bad. The book of Proverbs tells us about a woman, and this woman, the Bible says she was a foolish woman. It talks about a foolish woman and, and a wise woman. Amen. We're not going to go there, but uh, the book of Proverbs, but if you want to look at it up in your time, it's Proverbs chapter 7. Well, look like y'all want to go there. Go to Proverbs chapter 7 here. We're not. <laughs> I want you to see this because uh, um, uh, a great woman, you are a wise woman, and you are not a foolish woman. I want you to know that if you're a great woman of God, that you are a wise woman. Proverbs chapter 7, please. Hold your place with Coming back to the text, Proverbs chapter 7, when you get to 7, look at verse uh, 21. We're not going to read it all, but verse 21, 7 and 21. When you get there, please say amen. amen. All right, Proverbs seven twenty-one. Now, this is talking about a foolish woman, and this woman happens to be a prostitute. And it's talking about the prostitute's trap. Amen. And the man of God in Proverbs, he's speaking to the men here and he's telling them to be wise, man. Don't you fall for this. Don't you fall for this type of persuasion. You hear what I'm saying? And so we see here, look at, uh, pick it up in uh, Proverbs 7 verse 21. Let's pick it up there. It says, uh, with her much fair speech, she calls him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. You see that persuasion working on that brother? It says, he goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter or as a food to the correction of the stocks. 
till a dart strike through his liver as a bird hasted to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Verse 25, it says, let not thine heart decline to her ways. Go not astray in her path, for she have cast down many wounded. Yea, many what strong men have she have been slain by her. Her house is the way to what? Hell going down to the chambers of death. You see that type of woman? A woman has persuasion. And what I'm saying is if you're going to be a great woman of God, you got to have persuasion, but you can't have persuasion that this foolish woman had. What I'm saying is two sides to the coin here. And so we see here that this woman persuaded, and, and, and this is, uh, 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 of course, this is Solomon. Solomon said, man, I was looking at the casing of my wonders, amen, and I seen a young simple man. He said the woman, he was sitting, and the woman, done, my, my husband is gone, and, and yes, sir, <laughs> hallelujah, gone for a couple of days. She done freshened up the bedroom, and that young man walking by then got caught up with her. Got, she enticed him and persuaded him. And that's the negative side of this. But what I'm saying, see, 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 that's a foolish woman, but I'm talking about a great woman of God. You got persuasion. And you see here, uh, let's, let's look here. I want you to see also, let's see the other side of this. Proverbs, uh, please, 8. This is your neighborhood. Proverbs 8. Uh, look at verse uh, 8. Proverbs 8 and verse 8. Are you, eight? you see 8? It says, uh, uh, hold on, let me, let me see if we want to start that. Yeah, let's look at verse two. It says, uh, it's talking about wisdom here. Look at verse one, eight and one. Do not wisdom cry and understand and put forth her voice. She standeth in the top of high places by the way in the places of the path. She cried at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming of the doors. Unto you, O men, I call and my voice is to the sons of men. O ye simple understand wisdom and ye fools be ye an understanding heart. Herefore I speak with excellent things and the opening of my lips shall be what right things. For my mouth shall speak truth. Truth and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that what find knowledge here. Verse 10, receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than the rubies and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared unto it. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions here. So we see the foolish women, and then we see the, the wise women here. And, and wisdom is represented here uh, uh, in a uh, uh, um, uh, in the gender of a female here, amen. And so he says now that there is a woman that both are standing and they're both are sounding out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and what I'm saying, this woman, the woman that we're talking about here, the Shudamite woman, she was a great woman and she had persuasion, but she had the right persuasion. You see what I'm saying? She won't play no tricks. She won't trying to get the man into her bed. You're going to see here that not only she received the man of God, at the same time she respected her husband. Oh my God. You're going to see this thing here. But, but this woman, first and foremost, she, she had persuasion. And I want you to know, great women of God, you got persuasion, but you can pres- use your persuasion one or two ways. And I'm here to tell you, if you reverence and you have a fear of God, you will use it the right way. Amen. Because you have, you, I'm telling you, you, you have the wisdom of God and the ways of God upon you as a great woman. So this woman, she influenced the man of God. She said, turn back over to the text. She asked him to stop by or to, to she, she um, uh, asked him to stop in. And this man stopped in. Now, I believe Elijah, because he was a man of God that had a double portion upon him, he won't stop in by for some foolishness. 
That woman constrained him. She persuaded him. She influenced him. She convinced him to stop by. But I got to give the man of God some credit. I got to believe that he was such a man of God with the character and the double portion anointed upon him that he just won't stop him by anybody's house. If he was stopping by anybody's house, she had to be a great woman. You know what I'm saying? And she was a great woman, but it was through her persuasion here. She persuaded him to stop by not just that one time, but every time that he was in the area. You hear that? She's, not only did she persuade him, Brother Frank, she persuaded her husband also. Let's pick this up here. Look at verse 9. It says, and she said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is the holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Not only was she a woman of persuasion, but she was a woman of perception. Oh, my God. And she just ain't stopping any old thing that go by her house. She already had a man, so she didn't need to have a man fixed. You know what I'm saying? She already had a man that she loved in her house. She had a man, and he was providing. He was doing what he was supposed to do. But she was a woman of God, and because she was a woman of God that had persuasion, she also had perception. What she was saying, I'm not going to let a holy man of God walk by, and we ain't going to do something about it, and we're not going to make a uh, uh, set aside something for him and do something for She was a woman of perception. See, a great woman is able to perceive great people. (laughs) Can I get an idea? A great woman is able to perceive great people. She was a great woman and she was able because she was great and because she honored God and revealed God, she's able. You know, in in the time and the day that we have in particular, our single women, I I pray for you, amen, because uh, you you got to be a great woman of God because if you don't, amen, you're going to have the wrong perception about some men. You're going to pick up some wrong situations and some wrong circumstances, but you got to be a great woman of God because God got a great man of God for you. You ain't got to deal with leftovers. You ain't got to deal with somebody that's, that, that, that's not living for the Lord. Amen. Be, because they're, uh, because the time is moving and because the hour is not yet. You don't have to settle for that. Be a great woman of God. Amen. Because if you're a great woman of God, God going to bring you a great man of God. You know what I'm saying? She already had a man, amen, and she won't looking for another. But when the great man of God, I'm telling you, she had the ability to perceive greatness in another person because she was a great woman. She had perception in her life. She perceived that he wasn't just a man of God, but she perceived he was what? A holy man of God. A hope, a pure man, a set aside man, a, a, a pure man of God, a holy man of God. She perceived he was a holy man of God. See, she had what I call insight to have oversight. You hear me say that many times. See, a great woman has insight to have oversight about some things there. See, she, she, she not only respected her husband, but at the same time, she recognized the man of God. She revered the man of God. She's able to do these type of things. Now, since we were in Proverbs, go back to Proverbs uh, chapter 31. I want you to see something. Proverbs 31. Hold your place here. We're coming back. Proverbs 31, because this great woman, when I was uh, reading about her, what came to my spirit was the virtuous women over in Proverbs chapter 31. Uh, uh, This woman, uh, uh, Proverbs 31, And then when you get to 31, go to verse 10. Proverbs 31, verse 10. When you get there, say amen. Amen. Now, what's interesting about this woman, the Bible says she was a great woman. Look at verse 10 and uh, through 12. It says, 
Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband do what? Safely trust in her so that she have no need of spoil. She would do him uh, good and not evil all the days of her life. Now, we, me and Pastor Angela, we were looking the other uh, morning. Was this yesterday morning, Pastor Angela? Anybody look at the rifleman Chuck Connors? I mean, that's good. That's good TV, man. I'm telling you, y'all, y'all need to look at some good TV. Y'all don't look at the rifleman Chuck Connors. You know what I'm talking about, Frank? Yeah, Chuck. Man, I'm telling. That's the baddest thing on TV. Chuck Connors. You see Valerie back there? Chuck Connors, the rifleman. And if you look at this long enough, you'll find out it has all kind of undertones, spiritual undertones. And they talk about the word of God in there all the time. Even though you might think that he's, you know, he got the rifle, it's him and his son. He's bringing his son up in the ways of the Lord. I'm telling you, you you look at this. I mean, that's when TV used to be real good. I mean, black and white, Chuck Connors, the rifle man. I'm telling you, man, when he flipping that rifle, find it up four or five times. Well, we were looking at it yesterday and, um, we looked at, it must have been a, we looked at two or three of them, didn't we? And that's how you see, we, yeah, you got to get hooked on Chuck Connors, I'm telling you. Yeah, you got to get hooked on the rifleman. When you see the rifleman, it's so good, you want to see it over and over again. So they usually do two or three in a row. There was one on there, there was a man, Chuck Connors, now you got to say Chuck Connors the man now. You know, look, Chuck Connors standing tall, about six one, six two. He wearing that cowboy hat, got his gun, he carries that rifle with him and stuff and got his son. He's a single parent. He just happened to be a man. Yes, sir. He's doing this thing, man. His wife had died. He's a single parent raising up his son. And so this man had moved into town, and uh, Chuck Connors, were, he had recognized that he was his neighbor, and Chuck Connors just coming over to, to say hello to him. Well, the, he's pulling up on his horse. They've been pulling up on his horse. <laughs> him, and, him and his son pulling up on the horse, and they're going to go in and say hello. And the woman was over, and she's trying to get on the, uh, in the stall, trying to get on the horse, and it, and it throws her down. And she falls off the horse, right? And, and, and so Chuck Connors steps through the thing there. He get over there. And he picks her up and wipes her off. And by that time, her husband is coming out the door. Oh, God. He said, get your hands off my wife. <laughs> he was jealous, man. I mean, to the point, it was, it was overwhelming jealous. And, but, but the whole story went on. Uh, uh, they had moved. The, the wife told him, she said, we done moved six, five or six times because of the, of the way you act. Because everywhere they would get, if any man would say anything nice to us, he would be just overtly jealous. He want to pick up and move. And so Chuck Connors, Chuck Connors, man, Chuck Connors looked at the man and said, okay, okay, cool, man. You know, I just come by to say hello or whatever. Well, the, the scene changes. They in town now. He, he takes his wife. You know, he, he, he deals with his wife, straightens her out and everything. Then they go into town. He, he, he cuts over to the saloon to get him a drink. She's standing out there. She's carrying, she went to go pick her hat up. Might have been for Mother's Day, but she went to pick her hat up. She had a beautiful hat in the thing. And so she's, she's taking a hat and something, something falls out of her hand. And guess who around? Chuck Connors, the rifleman, just happened to be in town. So the rifleman helps her. He gives us just being nice to him. Here come the husband. He looks, he's in the saloons, looked out the window and said, oh God, he rushes out there. I told you, leave my wife alone. See, this is a man that does not safely trust in his wife. You see, but what I'm saying unto you, a, 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 a great woman, 
a, a virtuous woman, a vir- that virtuous deal with strength and honor. Uh, uh, who can find a virtuous woman? Amen. A virtuous wife. Who can find? What I'm saying is when you're virtuous, even your husband won't be jealous. Amen. He, he'll be secure. See, see, a great woman makes her man secure in who he is. You know, look, look, look. She ain't got nobody on the side. She ain't got no Facebook friend. She tickling it or some Twitter friend that's messing with her. Nah, nah, all of, nah, she, she all with her man. She all in for her man. See, this is a virtuous woman. See, that great woman was the same way. Great woman said, I ain't got nobody on the side. I ain't got no, I ain't got no, uh, what they call it, emotional affairs. And, and all, I don't have all that, no workplace husband. I don't have any of that. Nah, I, I'm a great woman of God. I respect and I honor my man. Look at this, this virtuous woman here. It says, who can find a virtuous woman? And we're talking about a virtuous woman. We're talking about a woman of strength and substance. That's who this woman was, this great woman that I'm talking about. She was a woman of strength and substance. It says, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Amen. She has substance. She was valuable. Amen. You couldn't put no dollar value on her. But it, it goes on to say this. It says that uh, 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 the heart of her husband do what? Do safely trust in her so that he shall what? Have no need of spoil. She will what? Do him good and not evil all the days of her life. See, what I'm saying is not only was she a woman of substance and strength, but she was a woman that did not compromise. Neither did she provoke competition. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was a a woman that did not compromise, neither did she provoke competition. What you saying, Pastor? See, when, when, when she come and invited the man of God to come in her house, she look, she won't compromise. You know what I'm saying? She won't promoting any type of, 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 of any uh, thing going on between her husband and the man of God. Now, let's turn back over to the text. I want you to see this. We're coming back to Proverbs. Amen. We're at, uh, amen. We got Second Kings chapter 9. I mean, chapter 8. Chapter 4, verse 8, and then we're in verse 9 now. You see that? Okay, so we see here in verse 9, it says, She said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that he is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Look at verse uh, 10. It says, Let us make a chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set up for him uh, uh, there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on one day, verse 11, that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and what lay there. So again, we say that she was a woman, not only of, uh, 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 what was our first thing? Persuasion, but she was also a woman of what? Perception. And so again, in this perception here, I want you to understand and see that she was not creating any type of compromise or, or competition. But this is one thing you must know about a great woman of God. She was a woman that was what? Committed to her man. You know what I'm saying? This woman was committed not only to her man, she was committed to her family. And you're going to see this. This great woman of God, you're going to see, we're going to see a famine get ready to hit the land. And because of her, I'm telling you, persuasion and perception and also her provision, what we get ready to talk about, God going to deliver her. God going God to watch out for her even when it looks like it's dry in the earth. God going to take care of the great woman of God. And women, I'm telling you, it is your hour. It is your season. It is your time. I'm telling you, it's time for you to be great. Let the haters hate, but you got to stand up and be great. You hear that? I guess that, that rhyme? Yeah, yeah. But whatever, you know what I'm saying? You got to stand up and be great. I, I talk to you young women 
women that have these little babies in your hand, I, 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 I declare unto you, be a great woman of God. Amen. Be a great woman of God. And those that want children, amen, I'm telling you, be, make up in your mind today, I'm going to be a great woman of God. My husband going to have, he going to safely trust in me. He ain't going to be worried about me trying to spark something up somewhere else. Amen. But I will be a woman that's going to honor the things of God. A great woman of God. See, honor, see, when you're taking care of home, great woman of God, you can honor, amen, the things of God. And you're going to see this. This woman, look, look, she won't no flowers. She had, look, 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 she worked nothing. She was a great woman. And I believe that great woman, she was successful. She had money. Uh, look, 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 you can be all of that. And many times, men, uh, uh, we can't handle a successful woman. <laughs> you got to understand if you're going to be successful, she got to be successful. It comes in a package that when the two, you get, when the two become one, either you all going to be broke, busted or disgusted, or you all going to be successful together. Now this woman had the right mindset. Look at, look, look back at verse, uh, uh, here. Look, let's look at, look at verse 10 again. Look what she says. She says, now I perceive he's a holy man of God in verse nine. So she had perception, but look what she said. Verse 10, let us, let us. She didn't say, well, I'm going to go and, and, and prepare something for the man of God. Nah, she said, look, I, look, look, I got insight to oversight. I'm telling you, my man of God, that we look, a man of God just passed by. And look, and we got to get together. So what she's saying is, we can't miss the blessing. We can't miss the blessing. We ain't going to miss the blessing. No, we, we're not going to miss it. No, no, we're going to reveal God in the things of God. And we see the holy man of God coming by. He coming by here on a regular basis. And the boy look like he's hungry and he tired. No, no, let us do something. She has perception. She not only had persuasion, but she also got perception. And look what she says to him again in verse uh, 10. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee. So look what she's doing. She's inquiring of her husband. She's respecting him. She's perceiving, you know, she's asking him. She's inquiring of him. She says, I pray thee. She says, let us do this thing. She says, I pray. She's asking. She's requesting. She's not a woman that's out of order. A great woman. She, she's in order. She knows her man is the head of her household. And but she going with her perception and her persuasion. And that man would be a fool to say no. Amen. You know, he would be a fool to say no. And so she says, let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. And then she says, and what? Let us set up for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he come, what? To us that he should turn in thither. She said, this ain't about me. This is about us and our whole household. We ain't going to let the prophet of God keep walking by our house, going here and there and not invite him in. And not only that, let him know you got a place not only to eat, but also to stay. I see, see, we can't deal with this stuff in this human where we at right now. See, we all set up. We all set up for our own thing. Amen. But God is telling you, great woman of God, and if you got, if there's a great woman of God, you married, you got a great man of God, you look, look, a part of your blessing is learning how to honor the things of God. I'm learning how to honor the things. That, there's a blessing in that, man. That get, look, this word, if it says it, I believe it. You ain't got to convince me, pump me up. You, you can talk about Old Testament all you want. This is a principle. When you honor God and the men and women of God, I'm telling you, it's going to come back to you. It's going to look, when, when, when everything get dry out there, it's still going to be flowing for you because you honored the things of God. So this great woman of God, not only did she have a great a persuasion about her and a perception about her, 
But she also had provision. Just by what she said she's going to do, her and her husband. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. Hold your place here. You know what we're going back to? Go back over to Proverbs. Amen. <laughs> Proverbs 31. We're coming back to the text. Proverbs 31. I want you to see this. Because this virtuous woman, I believe that this Shudamite woman, she, she, she uh, displayed, man, everything that this virtuous woman had uh, uh, that, that defined her life here. Proverbs 31. And when you get there, uh, let's go down to verse. Uh, we could read that whole uh, proverb. But if you could uh, go to verse 13, Proverbs 31 and verse 13. Are you there? Okay, let me get there. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 31, and we're going to begin at verse, what we say, verse 13. All right, and uh, it says here, She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth forth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and eateth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it and the fruit of her hands. She planteth a vineyard. She gathereth her loins with strength and and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth forth out her hand to the the poor, yea, she reached forth her hands, what? To the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with what? Scarlet. Amen. And it says she maketh herself what? Coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Now look at verse 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sit among the elders of the land. Oh my God. Why? Because she was a great woman. That Proverbs 30 woman, a virtual woman, she's a great woman. And not her man is known in the gate with the elders because of his wife. She's a great woman. A woman, amen, that got persuasion. A woman that got perception. You got persuasion and perception. You got everything that you need. Amen. You're industrious. Amen. You're working it. See, one thing about it, she was a wealthy woman. She wasn't poor. They had provision in their house. Amen. The man was doing what he was doing, but the woman was doing what she knew how to do. And I'm telling you, she had perception. She had persuasion and influence in her home. Amen. And so she tells the man of God, she said, look, this man of God coming by, we need to not only provide a meal for him, but we need to set up a camp for him in the house. We need to set up something. We, so she had provision. A great woman is a woman of provision. She is a woman, I said earlier, who feels, who reverence and respects God and the people of God. Amen. And the people of God. Now let's go back to the text. And this is where we're going to end at over here in this area. Second Kings. Uh, not only in chapter 4, but we're going to look a little bit at chapter 8. I want you to begin to see the results of being a great woman. <laughs> when you are a great woman. When you are a great woman of God, if you're lacking something, it's getting ready to happen. <laughs> if you are a woman of persuasion, a great woman is a woman of persuasion, a woman of perception, and also a woman of provision. Amen. A 3P woman. Amen. Say, I'm a 3P woman. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know how to persuade. I have perception. Amen. And my perception, this ain't no worldly perception. I have the eyesight and the mindset of God. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think like the average woman think. I don't do what the average woman do. Amen. My perception comes from the perception of God that gives me the insight to have oversight, not only for my life, but for my husband and my whole household. Amen. I'm a woman that got provision and great substance. I'm a great woman. 
And women, I'm here to tell you, if you're going to be a great mother, you've got to be a great woman. And I decree, I'm to, I declare today the decree that you are a great woman. Amen. I want you to leave out of here today knowing that you are, if you are a, a woman of God, that you are a great woman. A great woman. Amen. If you're not acting like it, you need to go on and hold your head up. Amen. And get you. I know, look, look. I know y'all women. Y'all like to get your strut on. You like to, you, you like to do your thing. You like to have your hair done, your nails done, your, your manicure, your pedicure, all of that. You just don't do that to hide. Yeah, you do that because you want to love. Now, be a woman, a great woman of God. And a great woman of God, you got all that going for you. Amen. And then some more. I'm here to tell you, you are influencers. You, 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 you can perceive things. Amen. I ain't talking about just in your home, on the job, wherever God has you at. You are a great woman. You're different than the foolish woman. Amen. You're a wise woman of God. And you ain't got to be in competition with anybody about anything. So you look, you're content. Your household is covered. You got your man. And if you don't have a man, if you're a great woman of God, a man getting ready to come to you. And it just ain't going to be anything. It'll be a holy man of God. A holy man of God is only going to stop by where he see a great woman. He ain't wasting his time with anything else. So if you want a great, if you want a holy man of God, you got to be a great woman. A great woman going to get her a man of God, a holy man of God. That's how God works. He ain't going to give you no junk. He going to give you the very best. Amen. Hallelujah. So women, you don't, the single women, you don't have to compromise. You don't have to go down two or three levels. I know it's bad out there. I know particularly with the men of color, but God got somebody for you. Amen. Even if they ain't, he'll save them and put the Holy Ghost in them and get their life straight. Then he'll bring them to you. Hallelujah. It's in his timing. It's in his timing. It's in, in his timing. So we see here, second Kings, let's pick up uh, 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 in verse 11. I like this because this is the second time we see it fail on a day. <laughs> See, it's the timing of God. See, it fell on the day that Elijah passed by the house. It just happened by coincidence or accident. It was a divine, amen, providence of God that he was going to pass by the day that he passed by. You know what I'm saying? And so, 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 so we see here in verse 11, it fell on a day that he came thither and he did what? He turned in the chamber and he lay there. See, I believe that he was going by there, brother, uh, uh, and, and he was just continuing there to fix meals. So he go in there one day, they fix him a meal. He come back by maybe a week or so later they fixing the meal come back he's starting to see men they look they, they start to talk to him well, well you know we getting the house ready you know we we, we, we straighten out that back room now, I believe he running back and forth and then one day it fell upon the day was the day that he said now nah, it's time for me to stay here I, I can sleep here overnight now amen I believe just through the repetition of them just loving on him and providing for the man of God see cause we just don't stay at anybody's house anytime you know what I'm saying I believe he was just working that thing for, he said I sense this to be a holy woman of God and a man of God. He said, I got to work. See, a good man got to say, a good God-fearing man going to see if it's all right with the man, her man. You know what I'm saying? You see, although it might be right with this man, he wants to make sure that, hey, it's all right with that man. Amen. And she took, look, because she had persuasion and perception. Hey, she got her man together and they provided together for the man of God. You know what I'm saying? And so now she, she done made, they done made provision. 
And the day come, it fell upon the day, Brother Micah, that he slid up in there, they got him a meal. And he said, boy, I believe, he said, boy, I'm tired. They said, well, we already got the room for you. And not only did they make room for him, but made room also for his associate. His associate was Gehazi. You know what I'm saying? Gehazi, a good man of God. He had a, he had a man that was running with him. It was Gehazi, was his servant. And they now, if, if they make space for the man of God, you know Gehazi ain't going to sleep outside. They're making some room for him. So we see here, let's pick this up in verse 11. It fell on a day that came thither and he turned into the chamber. See, when, 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 women, when, you, when, when women, when you are a great woman of God, a woman of persuasion, a woman of perception and provision, see, you, you, not only are you getting, ready, you getting ready to get blessed, you and your whole household, and he won't stop blessing you. As long as you say that I'm going to be a great woman, I'm going to live for him. I'm going to honor not only God, I'm going to honor the things of God. I'm going to honor my household, my husband, my children. Now, look here. This woman of God didn't happen to have any children. Now, look, look and it wasn't that she was looking to have him. But look what takes place here. Look what place. It says, verse 12. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, called this Shudamite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto, and he said unto him, say now unto her, he's talking to his servant, Gehazi, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What will, what is to be done for thee? What if thou be spoken of, of for the king or for the captain of the whole? Now look what he said. He said, now, now look now. He said, now I'm the prophet. You've been taking care of me. Now, what can we do for you? Do you want me to go speak to the king? Do you want me to go speak to the captain of the host? Who, who, who you want me to talk to? Who, who you want to talk to? In so many words, she said, I, I got my own family. I got my own. Yeah, yeah I, I got my own. I, I live amongst my own people. What she was saying was, I'm already blessed. Look, 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 look. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily need no help. I'm a great woman of God. I don't necessarily need some help. Then, then he said, well, hold up. I, she don't, What? You've been taking care of us doing. Then he asked Gehazi. Gehazi said, well, Gehazi, they, they both shook their head. And Gehazi said, you know what? She ain't got no children. And on top of that, her husband, oh, <laughs> that's what he's saying. That's what, let's pick it up here. That's what it is here. Yes, sir. What I'm saying to you, God will begin to bless you where you don't even know you need to be blessed. You hear what I'm saying? That's a type. When you're a great woman of God, blessings overtake you. Now, look, look what happens here. Look what happens. It says here in verse, um, uh, what well, we're going to pick up here, verse 14. And he said, what then is it to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she have no child. Or truly, she have no child. And her husband is what? <laughs> now that's Gehazi. <laughs> the service said, look at look at the woman. Look, look, look. The, the woman ain't got no children and her husband. Oh, he oh, look what it says, verse 15. And he said, Call her. You said, that ain't no problem for God. You know, this, this sounds like Abraham and Sarah all over again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it says, and he said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said about the season, according to the time of life, thou shalt what? Embrace the son. And she says, no, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaid. I think what she was saying, look, I, look, I done got past that season of my life. I used to want a child and people would prophesy and say things over my life. And I never had a child. And so she's saying, now, don't, don't lie to me, man of God. 
Look, look, look. She said, but you look, look, I, I have not let any of that hold me back from reverencing the Lord, from serving the Lord. I'm still a great woman because I don't have a child. I'm still a great woman. I, I'm still one that can have intellect and perception and provision, amen, and persuasion. Look, look, look. So she said, I'm okay. I'm content to be this way, but, but don't stir up those emotions again in my life. I done got beyond that in my life. She said, so, so she said, don't lie unto me, uh, 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 to this handmaid. Look what verse 17 said. And the woman what conceived? Oh my God. Cause she had a, she had not just a man of God. She had a holy man of God that was declaring this thing in her life. It says, and the woman conceived and bare a son. What at the season that what Eliza said unto her, according what to the time of life. So here she goes. She has this baby, but that ain't the end of the story. That's not the end of the story. She has a baby. And then the Bible says it fell upon a day. Here it come again. It fell upon a day again. And they were out working. And the, little, the Bible said that the child became grown. The child grew up. Somebody say the child grew up. That's the child that she, she wasn't supposed to have. But the man of God said, you, you've been loving on us, taking care of us. Amen. We gonna, we're, you're going to have a child. And she had a child. The child grew up. Well, what happened was the child had a headache one day. The child had the headache, and, 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 and this is what happened. It says that the father took someone, took one of the lads in the field. He said, take this boy to what? To his mama. Oh, my God. You ever, oh, my God. Take, take him to his mama. Take him to his mama. That's what the man, the man of God, they were out there making money. They were out there doing the field, bringing in the harvest. And the, he had a son out there working with him. He had a headache. He grabbed one of the legs. He said, now take the boy to his mama. Take him to the great woman of God. You know what I'm saying? Take him to the woman that got provision and perception. Take him to the woman, amen, that has persuasion. Take him to the great woman of God. So the man said, take her to the woman of God. And the Bible says she took her son and laid him upon her lap. And the baby, what? Died. In a matter of hours, a baby died. And let, what, what, so what the woman going to do? The woman of God, a great woman of God. The Bible says she took that child up and laid him on the bed. Laid him on the bed of what? The man of God. Amen. I ain't taking you to your room. I ain't taking you to our room. I'm getting ready to lay you on the bed. What? Of the man of God. Now the man of God, he out doing something else. She tells when the child dies, she's seeing back the lad. She said, she went down there. She said, look at here. She said, look, I, I, I need a horse. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, she said, give me a, to her husband. She says, honey, I need a horse. I need this and I need that because what? I'm getting ready to go see the man of God about my child. She goes over. The, so the, the husband was like, honey, it's not a new moon. It's not the first moon. What was what she saying was, he said, well, you're going to be traveling at night and you ain't going to have no light. It ain't a new moon yet. So obviously it was towards the old moon and it was very dark outside. So her traveling was going to be dark. But she said, no, nah, get it together. This is what she said to his response. Oh, it's going to be well. She said, it's going to be well. She said, I don't care how dark it look outside. I got to go get the man of God because my child is dead. She goes over there, get the man of God. She goes over there where he's at and he sees her. He sees her. And he told Gehazi, go see what she wants. And this is the first thing he asked her. Now, let me tell you, this is a true woman. This is a true man of God. The man of God asked her in this order. Ask her, is everything all right with her, 
her husband, and then a child. You know what I'm saying? He won't buck it. Nah, nah, is everything all right with her? her? Her, her husband, and a child. And she told Gehazi, it is well. But she wanted to get to the man of God, and she told the man of God, you lied to me. My, the one that you gave me, he died early. He told Gehazi, get this, take my staff. And run double time back over there because the Bible says she ran to the man of God. You know what I'm saying? And you think if she ran to the man of God, he had his servant to run back over to the house. He laid the staff on upon the boy. And he stood there and it didn't do anything. He ran back over to the prophet. He said, prophet. And the wife, the wife said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going wherever you're going. I ain't going anywhere. You can send him to do it. I'm, I'm sticking right here with you. I ain't going with the servant. I'm sticking right here with you. So the Bible said he goes back over to her house. He gets in there. He goes in the bedroom. First of all, he seeks the Lord. He prays. He lays hands on him. He, he, he gives him mouth-to-mouth recitation, stuff like that, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Then the Bible said he went and sought the Lord again, and he went in there, and he laid on that boy. Mouth-to-mouth, eye-to-eye. And the Bible said that boy coughed seven times. Amen. He coughed seven times, came back to life. And then he told Gehazi, go get the shooter, my woman. Go get the shooter, my woman. And tell her that, that it is well. Her son is alive. She came in there, amen. She honored the man of God for her son. And so we see here that, that the benefits, amen. And, and one of the, the main benefits I want to show you here, that when you are a great woman of God, it's called restoration. Anything that you lose that God has given unto you will be restored. I mean, not only for you, but for anybody in your household. I'm going to show you this because it just didn't stop with the child. I'm telling you, a famine came in the land seven years. And the prophet of Elijah, he told her, he says, get, just get somewhere. But wherever you're at, a famine, get ready to hit this thing. And it's going to be seven years. Go to 2 Kings uh, 8. This is where we're going to close at. 2 Kings chapter 8. I want you to see this thing. Because some other things have taken place and they went on with Elijah and uh, Gehazi. Gehazi, he got grown, amen, and, and messed around. He got, he got named as leprosy. <laughs> yes, he did. But 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 1. This is where we're going to end at. Hallelujah. Now we see here, I want you to, I want you to see here the benefits of being a great woman of God. It's restoration. Renew, you, you're already, what I'm saying is, as a great woman of God, you already got provision. You got perception. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you have persuasion in your life. But there's things, there's times in life when life does something to you, even when you, the Bible says it's going to rain upon the just and the unjust. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the rain going to come, the, the wind going to blow. What I'm saying is they're going to come an hour, no matter how anointed you are. There's going to be something that's going to happen into your life. Amen. And you're going to say, how did I end up this way? And it wasn't your doing. But because you are a great woman of God, God always got your back. Not only yours, but your whole household here. Look here, eight and one. It says, then spake Elijah unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, what? Arise and go. That's what I want to say to you women today. Arise and go. That's what I start to name this message was arise and go great woman of God. Look, look, don't, don't, don't let whatever it may seem to be holding you back. You might say, I got lack. I ain't got enough money. I'm declaring until you arise and go. Arise and go to that place that God has for you where he's going to provide for you even in the season of where it seems like there's drought going on in your life. 
You got to arise and go. You got to arise and go. What you saying, pal? You got to get out of the place that you in is what I'm saying. You got to get to a place where God is providing for you. Now, look what it says here. It says, uh, then spake Elijah to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, arise and go thou and what? Thine household. He told her, he said, you go and your whole house go. I can tell you this because I already know that you and your husband are on one accord. You see what I'm saying? I, I know you got persuasion. I know, let's see, I know you got it. I know you have provision. I know you have all of these things. So if I tell you, amen, I know you're going to relay it to the man of God in your household. He says, arise and go thou in thine household and sojourn what, whithersoever thou canst for sojourn. For the Lord have called for a famine and it shall also come upon what? The land, what? Seven years. He said, a famine, get ready to hear. That's a prophet. The prophet guides you. Now just think about if she never opened up a house to the man of God that was coming by. She never provided anything for him to eat. And because she honored the man of God, this was years had went by. And now the, the man of God sent a drought getting ready to come to the land. Do you think he going to not let her know? Amen. For the faithfulness that she had had unto him and her and her and his servant? He said, now I'll tell you, look at verse 2. Now look what the woman did. Everything, what a great woman would do. And the woman arose and did after what the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines. How often? How long? Seven years. And it came to pass at the seven years end that the, the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to what? Cry unto what? The king for her house and for her land. Now think about this. The man of God asked a long time ago. You need me to go talk to the king or the captain? Nah. Nah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of me and my household. With the drought in the hit now, she's displaced from a family. You hear what I'm saying? Do the folks you know, but she's still a great woman of God. Sometimes when you get displaced and misplaced and, and mishandled, sometimes you, you lose your greatness. You lose the perception that you're still great. You know what I'm saying? I believe so. She come up out of this, this seven-year thing. She ran to the king, and she, she started telling the king this, that, and the other. But old Gehazi was around. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> the prophet's protege with his leprosy. You hear what I'm saying? God, God, he, he, he comes to the king. Let's read this. I want you to see this. He comes to the king here. Look, look what he says here. Uh, verse, oh, God, amen. Verse 4. And the king taught with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elijah had done. Now, listen what's going on. She's getting ready to go to the king and tell the king, look, king, look, uh, look, look. She's getting ready to cry out. See, a great woman is going to cry out for her life and for her household and for her land. You know what I'm saying? A great woman. This wasn't just about her. This was about her, her household, and her land, her people. And so she get ready to cry out, but Gehazi has already got audience with the king. And he said, now tell me all the great things that Elijah has done. Look at verse 5. And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life. He's talking about the prophet Elijah. And it was the woman's child. He says, behold the woman whose son had restored to life. You hear that? Had restored to life. Uh, 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 cried to the king for her house and what? For her land. And Gehazi said, my Lord, O king, this is the woman. And this is her son whom what? Elijah restored to life. So now listen now. The king. The king. Was already honoring 
the man of God. He said, tell me what Elijah had done. And when, look, when the king honors the man of God, he honors everybody that's connected with him. So Gehazi tells the story, and the woman shows up. Gehazi, oh my, this is the woman and her son in which the man of God has done. Now she's calling the beg. Look what the king does here. Look, verse 6. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed to her a certain officer. That was a eunuch. That was someone. Look, he reported. He gave a man to a eunuch. A eunuch is someone that, that, that they've been cut off. They, they, they can't have sex with the woman. They can't because it's, it's them been removed. They are eunuch. They serve the king. They serve the king household so that they won't mess with the king's wife. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so he said, now let me get, I'm going to give you with this eunuch, this officer here, a eunuch. And he going he, look what he says. He says, uh, he appointed to her a certain officer saying, what? Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that what? She left the land, what? Even unto now. You know what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Oh my God. Restore everything. From the time that she left, not, not the time that, from the very time that she left, everything that she had, give her everything, restore everything to her. And I'm submitting to you why he done it. Because she was a great woman of God that revered and honored not only God, but the things of God. And because she honored the man of God and honored the things of God and had a reverence for God, I'm telling you what, she was not forgotten about. Even in the midst of those seven years when it felt like she would, they were struggling. He said, get out of this land, get down. I believe where she was at, she would have been taken care of, but she wanted what was rightfully hers. You hear what I'm saying? She goes to the king and get ready to tell, king, I need this, that, and the other. She knew how to cry out for herself, for her household, and for her land. And it just so happened to be Gehazi, the man of God, I mean, the, 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 the servant to the man of God was down there in place. See, I don't think it was by coincidence or accident. You hear what I'm saying? It was the divine providence of God. Look, some of you women of God, you, you great women of God, you might feel like you in a seven-year drought. I'm here to tell you you're coming out, amen. Still stick with God. Be a great woman of God. A woman, amen, of provision and of perception and persuasion. Stick with God. Don't give up on God. I'm here to tell you, and for those that, that have maybe stepped out and done your own thing, come on back into God. Be that great woman of God. And I'm here to tell you God going to provide for you all the days of your life, not only for you but also your household amen and if you ain't got a man he gonna give you a man he'll give you a man he'll give you a holy man of God I'm here to tell you I'm telling you today women if you are a woman of God you are a great woman and I want you to leave here with some swag today. I look, 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 even if you're walking out of here by yourself, leave here with some swag today. I'm a great woman of God. I desire the very best. I'm talking about the very best in everything. The best car, the best house, the best clothing, the best nails, the best hair. Whatever you need, you're going to get the best. Because you're a great woman of God. Amen. And he ain't going to leave you lonely. He's going to give you a great man of God to be with you. Amen. I tell you, a certain type of fish, amen, a certain type of bait attracts certain type of fish. Amen. So if you're a great woman of God, you will attract to you a great man of God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So put it on. Be the virtuous woman that he has called you to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and give God some praise for these great women of God that we have in the house.